My name is Erin Macri and I am a member of the BGSM editorial team. It is my pleasure today to introduce three special guests. We have Associate Professor Matt McCullough from North Carolina A&T State University, Kayla Seymour, PhD student at the University of Delaware, and Dr. Erica Bell, postdoctoral fellow at the Mayo Clinic. Welcome to you all and thanks so much for joining us. So you are three different scientists located in three different parts of America and somehow you have come together and identified a need within the broader you know, biomechanics research community and you co-founded this organization, the Black Biomechanists Association. Can you maybe start by just telling me sort of how this, how, how, how this came to be, how this association came to be? Maybe we'll start with Erica. Sure thing. Um, so yeah, just uh, how we met <laughs> one another. So uh, Kayla and I actually met in grad school um, we were both uh, working in the biomechanics lab at East Carolina University. Um, so Kayla was starting out in the biomechanics master's program, um, and I was starting out in the PhD program, which is um, bioenergetics and exercise science, but I had a focus in biomechanics research. So we worked in the same lab, um, although we were in different programs. Um, and then my uh, PhD advisor had known Matt um, for a couple of years, um, I believe they both did postdocs at the Mayo Clinic at one time. Um, and so um, my PhD advisor was a white male, and he recognized that um, there may be some gaps in some of the mentorship um, that I may have needed. Um, and so he introduced me to Matt, who then became um, a part of my dissertation committee. Um, and so I got to know Matt in that kind of realm. Um, so as we know, with science, we like to go to conferences a lot. Um, and as a grad student, um, I kind of had a built-in buddy with Kayla to go to these conferences. So it was like a guaranteed if we go to a conference, I knew somebody that was there. It was great when we were in grad school together. Um, and then after she graduated and went all the way out to Boise for a job, it was a guaranteed every time we go to a conference every year that I would see her there. So that was great. But we realized that we were really lucky to have someone that we knew at these conferences um, because otherwise, you know, we kind of be wandering around and not really knowing anybody or talking to anyone. Um, and as we know or may not know, <laughs> some of us may not know, but as we know, there are not a lot of black uh, people in the field of biomechanics. Um, and so sometimes it was hard to um, just to see anybody else that looked like us at these conferences. So me and Kayla had that uh, we were lucky enough that we definitely had each other um, when we went into those conference situations. Um, so the first time actually that I met Matt um, in person was at um, the American Society of Biomechanics meeting um, that was held in 2015 in Ohio. Um, and so, I mean, we had pretty much only talked over email about dissertation stuff beforehand, but that was the first time we really got to have in-person uh, informal kind of conversations. And the more that we kept talking, the more that, um, we realized uh, that we both had this uh, passion for bringing other black biomechanists together at these conferences. Um, and so one night we just decided like, hey, let's just put it out there tomorrow that uh, we can do like an informal meetup if there are any other black biomechanists there um, and just tell them, you know, come talk with us, come hang out or whatever. Uh, we probably only talked to two people. Um, and one of them we definitely chased down because we saw them from across the way and we we're like, hey, we should go talk to that guy. Um, so that was pretty much the initiation of that. But we've had that idea since that conference in 2015. This has been an idea that we've had um, and we've been figuring out ways to um, 
you know, make this be a little a more legit thing. So not so informal, but being able to connect with other black biomechanists. Um, and we it was really hard um, over these past couple of years because it, it just seemed like there was really no place to do that. Um, and so with some of the social injustice that happened in spring of 2020 surrounding George Floyd, um, it really just re-sparked um, our drive to really create this support network for um, black individuals that are in the biomechanics field. Um, so instead of us trying to figure out ways to fit under some of the um, already standing organizations, we decided to just go for it and, and do it ourselves. Um, so uh, we were able to actually ha host our first two meetings at the um, American Society of Biomechanics meeting in 2020. So it was virtual. So that made it a lot easier. Um, but we had our first two meetings and um, we had really great discussions. A lot of people showed up and there were just an outpouring of support at those meetings. Um, and since then, it's just exploded into way more than we originally intended. Um, our original idea was just to establish a network, uh, both professional and social, uh, to make uh, black individuals in the biomechanics field more visible. And then since then, it's just really taken off into a, a much bigger endeavor. Um, but we're just really excited to see where it's going and also what it's already accomplished. Amazing. And just for the listeners who maybe aren't biomechanists, what does what is the ASB? ASB is the American Society of Biomechanics. Um, and so, yeah, they have an annual meeting every year. That's amazing. And Kayla, do you have anything to add to that in terms of just like the the the, the timing of founding the organization and sort of some of the, the contextual factors? You already mentioned George Floyd, but there's some other contextual factors about the need for this organization. Yeah. So like Erica mentioned, um, in kind of the aftermath of the tensions and um, political and social injustices um, that we're seeing um, in the Black community in the U.S. and globally, um, we noticed that many non-Black people were awakening to these political, economical, and social injustices that us in the Black community know that we face every day, um, but it was being brought more to the light and more to the public. Um, and while it was nice that many professional organizations released state on systematic racism and pledged to take action towards anti-racism, we knew that it was simply not enough and that this couldn't be done without critical involvement from minority voices. And we also know that from a health perspective, um, that black and brown people have a higher mortality rate and are increased uh, or have increased risk of cardiovascular diseases, um, diabetes and cancer. And so our whole goal as biomechanists is really to improve global health. Um, but we know that this medical research um, and these areas are really recruiting and assessing treatments in predominantly white populations. And that further widens the gap in the health disparities seen in black and brown communities. So as black scientists, we really felt a strong need to organize and empower black scientists to be as successful as possible for the improvement and better health and safety of our communities. Matt, can you tell us what is the Black Biomechanists Association and maybe talk about our, the mission? I'd be happy to. The Black Biomechanists Association is an organization of individuals with all coming together with a specific mission, and that is to uplift and enrich Black biomechanists in their academic and professional careers. We are comprised of individuals uh, from a wide variety of disciplines and backgrounds, as well as universities, industry partners, 
and locations all across the United States and soon all over the world. So as far as so you have this association now, you've been going for a few months. What are some of the, the primary goals that you have as an association? I know Matt already talked a little bit about that in terms of the mission, but are there some specific objectives, Matt, that you can maybe add to that? Some of the specific objectives that we have for the association include providing supportive environments to discuss the challenges, needs, and interests of Black biomechanists. We're also looking to provide resources that encourage visibility, increase engagement, and empower Black biomechanists. We want to be sure that we're aiding the biomechanics community and the larger community in their efforts to achieve diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're working on achieving these objectives through actionable committees that are dedicated to communication, outreach, mentoring, event programming, and fundraising. So we're really looking at these from multiple facets and attacking them on multiple fronts. Wow. And Kayla, um, do you have anything to add as far as the how the subcommittees work? Yeah. Um, so just breaking down those subcommittees and our initiatives just a little bit more, um, the Black Biomechanics Association is Association is really looking at um, educating the biomechanics community and general public on culturally relevant topics that impact Black biomechanists, like the health disparities in the, in the field um, and research participation. And we're trying to increase awareness um, of academic and professional opportunities for Black biomechanists as well. Uh, we really want to establish educational and interactive outreach programs to engage, recruit, and support Black biomechanists. And we know that representation really matters. So we've been highlighting in our social media and through our newsletters, the historical and current contributions of Black scientists to the field of biomechanics. Um, and also we know that science is fun, right? So we wanna get kids engaged in science. And so we'll be working to create more content aimed at demystifying the field of biomechanics so that we can get um, younger students really involved in the field. Um, we're looking also to provide black biomechanists with mentoring uh, and role models at all academic and professional career stages through a needs-based mentoring program. So we're, we're really working on developing that framework right now. Wow. And then we're looking also to deliver some programming that's relevant to the academic and professional success of black biomechanists. Um, we'll be at the American Society Biomechanics Conference this year in August to deliver a workshop on culturally competent mentoring. So if you're going to be at ASB, um, come check us out at that, at that event. Um, and then lastly, we're, we're really trying to work towards becoming a certified and registered nonprofit organization so that we can financially support our Black biomechanists with a lot of things that we know are barriers to entry, like conference fees, travel funds, and professional organization membership fees. I have so many questions and I want to learn and I want to learn how to show up as a better person, but I also want to learn how to support your initiatives. So I guess I'm just curious about what role like white people or non-black people would have with your organization. Maybe Erica, you can take that. Yeah, sure. Um, so one of the things that we definitely want to make sure that we um, let people know is that uh, although we are known as the Black Biomechanist Association, and first and foremost, we want to uh, put forth our programming and our efforts toward um, Black biomechanists in particular, uh, we don't exclude non-Black scientists from our organization, from our membership, or for participation. Um, so we welcome and strongly encourage allyship. Um, the whole point uh, is that um, 
we are not we don't have enough numbers and we're not in those places of power um, to bring about the change that is much needed. And so we need allyship in order to really make some of these changes and bridge some of these gaps um, that we're currently seeing. So allyship is super important. Um, so in addition to direct contribution, non-black allies um, indirectly support the organization by helping to increase awareness of our endeavors uh, to the broader biomechanics community. Um, and then we always just make it known that all decisions made and actions taken by the members of the organization, non-black or black, uh, will align with our objectives for the betterment of the black biomechanists um, and um, diversity, inclusion um, and equity of the biomechanics community. So we already currently have a lot of allies that are currently members of our organization. Um, and we have quite a few of them that are actually on some of these committees that we have. So they are actually working behind the scenes to help us uh, pull together resources um, and to put out content and different things like that. So they are already a very integral part of our organization. So allyship is super, super important. So I know for so many of us, it's the careers that we choose to pursue are based heavily on, you know, who we see out in the world doing things and sort of role models that we can identify with. And I, I'm curious for, I mean, maybe even all three of you, but maybe, maybe Kayla, you can, you can take this one. Um, when, when you look at key um, historical figures or sort of trailblazers in biomechanics, are there some black people that served as role models for you as far as wanting to come into this field of biomechanics? It's small numbers, but there are some. Um, and Unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with there just not being documentation of the successes and the achievements of, of black scientists. Sure. Um, but there are some uh, trailblazers that we know of and historical figures. Um, a really popular one in the US is Dr. Leroy T. Walker. Um, he is probably the most known um, historical figure. Uh, he graduated from New York University in 1957 with a PhD in biomechanics. Um, which I didn't even know there was such thing as a PhD in biomechanics until <laughs> like a couple of years ago. Nice. Um, but uh, he then went on to become the first black coach of a U.S. Olympic team for track and field. Um, and he also was the um, first black president of the U.S. Olympic Committee. Um, and so he was really applying his biomechanics training and his love for movement science to um, better improve the mechanics of his track and field runners. Um, and I know Erica and I were both track and field runners and I've heard of Leroy T. Walker before, um, but I didn't know he was a biomechanist and, um, until uh -huh. I actually started learning biomechanics. And so he's a really important figure um, in the U.S. And then internationally, um, you may have heard of Dr. Augustus A. White III. Um, Dr. White is most recognized as a distinguished scientist in spine biomechanics and professor of orthopedic surgery. Um, he quite literally wrote the book on clinical biomechanics of the spine, um, and he's made a lot of historic, um, or made history rather, as the first um, Black graduate of Stanford Medical uh, School, first Black surgeon resident, and professor of medicine at Yale University, and he was also the first, first Black surgeon-in-chief at Harvard's Bethel Israel Hospital, so he's um, a really big name if you're into orthopedic uh, biomechanics. And then if we come to the present day, I mean, of course, there are the three of you who are out there doing amazing things in the world. Um, but as far as some of the leading black biomechanics, biomechanists in the field currently, is there anybody that, you know, listeners who are interested in biomechanics should be, you know, checking out if they haven't already heard of them or, you know, somebody who's really turning heads in the field right now? Erica, maybe? 
Um, so, yeah, so there are quite a few that I could actually um, bring up, but there are two um, that come to mind um, that would be interesting to look at. So first and foremost is um, Dr. Sharice Hill. Um, she's actually a recent uh, Ph.D. graduate um, from Virginia Tech. So she got her Ph.D. in biomedical engineering with a focus in biomechanics. She is interested in uh, questions related to health disparities, so particularly how um, things in the health field uh, differentially affect races. Um, and so she's interested in promoting research, translational equity and diverse representation to enable biomechanics research to more equitably serve the general population. Um, so she has actually uh, a few publications out um, that kind of speak to that, um, one of them being uh, racial differences in gait mechanics, um, which was released last year in 2020, um, and also factors contributing to racial differences in gait mechanics uh, differ by sex. Um, so those are two publications from her. So she's a, a it's a interesting um, field that's still not really or topic of research that's still not really um, popular just yet. But it's really nice to see some of that work going in that direction, especially with the health disparities. Um, another one is uh, Dr. Carl Zellick. Um, I feel like he's he's very well known in the biomechanics community, at least over here in America, maybe broader than that. Um, but he is an assistant professor of mechanical engineering at Vanderbilt University. Um, he's also got quite a list of honors behind his name um, and he does multiple things. So he's also a co-director um, for his lab, the Center of Rehabilitation, Engineering and Assistive Technology. He's the co-founder and scientific officer at HeroWare. And he's also a board member of the American Bionics Project. Um, so he is very passionate about using science and technology to reduce physical disabilities in society. Um, so a lot of wearable technology. Um, so his uh, his um, big push is to live in a more inclusive and accessible world where more people can participate more fully in society. So where they're not um, hindered by a disability that they may have that they you know that they can have um, just as much accessibility and inclusion as those who don't have a disability. Um, and so he recently actually shared his thoughts on how the Black Panther film, uh, if many people are familiar with that, um, it, how that film served as an inspiration for upcoming black scientists and young black students with an affinity for STEM subjects. Um, and uh, that'll be linked down in the podcast notes. But um, yeah, so he talks about how just seeing um, black faces on the screen doing really cool science work um, and just how impactful that can be for other black students who are coming up and have an affinity for STEM that sometimes they gear away from or even those that don't think they have an affinity for STEM that may help get them interested in that, which will then, you know, increase our numbers of black students or black scientists in the fields. It's amazing. I never dreamed that coming to do podcasts for BJSM that I'd ever have a chance to talk about Wakanda. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so I'm super jazzed about that. Okay, so now I know not that not all listeners here are directly involved in biomechanics research, but I do know that the listeners are all going to recognize the need for this type of organization and, and to have more like it throughout the field of sports medicine broadly. So I imagine that a lot of people listening right now are interested in supporting your organization, but also learning from you and learning with you. So um, where can people find the Black Biomechanists Association and how can they get involved, Matt? 
Great question. We are excited and, and would love to have um, individuals who are have questions or interested and want to support uh, or maybe even have additional ideas to to contribute. It is a uh, free to become a member. So there, there is no cost. Uh, we're just looking for people who are interested in joining us. We can be found on social media platforms, in particular, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and on both of those, we can be found at Black Biomex. That's at the at symbol B-L-A-C-K-B-I-O-M-E-C-H-S. And uh, the email, our email address, as well as the link for membership can be found in the podcast notes as well. So we really hope that someone is inspired by this uh, podcast and that they will reach out to us. Amazing. And I think, you know, we've touched on a few different key concepts and things that are really important for diversity and representation within sports medicine in general. And I think that any one of those things could serve as its own future podcast. And so I'm really excited about the idea of kind of diving a little bit bit deeper into some of these topics to help really bring people up to speed and and make people more aware of how they can, you know, show up as a better person or or contribute in in important ways to um, equity and equality and justice Mm -hmm. within, within sports medicine. So I'm really excited. Thank you so much, all of you, for your time, Matt, Kayla, and Erica. I really, really enjoyed having you here. And thanks to you, the listeners of BJSM Podcast, for joining us, and we hope you have a physically active day. 